Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for all those who self are living and those who help those self are living by coaching them and developing them. Bringing in the leadership team. Absolutely. You know how we care about that. We want to help everybody that uh, is part of this profession. And this week, we're actually going to talk about those of you that get up and present uh, in front of, you know, this is presenting in front of a group, potentially. And we'll we'll define that a little bit more in a second. But... Um, that's such a key part of selling that we want to make sure we touch. And we've had this request come in through uh, the hotline from time to time. So, But before we get to that, Tom, you know how we like to start Ales with Aslan. We start with a beverage. So, uh, Tom Stanfill, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back on, Scott. Oh, I, it's I appreciate so good to you, have you rotating me in. So great to be here. It doesn't happen you know, as much as it used to, but uh, mm-hmm. it's always good to have you. So I see something cold and frosty in front of you. What are, what are we uh, enjoying this afternoon? Scott, I, have, uh, I just discovered this beer in Missoula, Montana. This is the Strange Haze IPA. Okay, so it's, it's got, I just had this beer. It was, it was fabulous. I brought it home. Uh, so I want to enjoy it with, with you and our listeners today. It's, let me read this to you. It's, a, it's got a late editions of Mosaic and Zethos hops showcasing the pineapple, tropical fruit, and citrus hop character from these varieties. ABV, good question. Yeah. 7.4%. I might not make it through the show. On your can. Is yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I'm going to cracking this open. I'm excited. I want to know what Zethos is. Z- <laughs> I Zethos. Got, got beer all over the microphone. Yes, I you hope did. we can I, hope we can uh, maintain our. Uh, I hope it doesn't show sizzle here. out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, so, listen to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. I like it very Look at good. the color. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I, you know, Tom, I'm a little bit of a creature of habit. It's the summer season. We're, you know enjoying something a little fruitier from time to time and so i've gone back to my narragansett roots i have jo- i have i i think i had a, a shandy maybe last week or the week That's before what i heard but i'm this week i'm having what's called the dell's watermelon mm. shandy Ooh, I like um, watermelon. it's so it's 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 similar in that it's just got a fruit piece to it that i'm going to enjoy oh yeah these are a little shaken up i must have had it in my bag too long oh my goodness Listen to that. Oh, and it's such a nice color. So let's give that a taste. Here, cheers. Mm. Mm. Very good. Very that is good. good. That is good. So, yeah, today uh, the Narragansett Watermelon Shandy. Get out and get some if you're up in Rhode Island. So, Tom, tell me. you. Uh, I know you've been doing this uh, you know, quite some time, and, and presenting is a key component uh, of, of some cell cycles. And... Some folks have written in and asked, you know, how do you how do you properly uh, prepare for a presentation? Yeah. So first, let's start by defining it. What do we mean by presentation? What's what you know? What differentiate differentiates a presentation yeah, from to, a, a regular sales call? Yeah, and how you don't want to make sure that you know you can quickly determine the listeners can quickly determine this is something that's relevant to them. We're, we're, this is something that I'm very passionate about because I, I I'm in this role a lot. Where, mm. You know, you're you've, you're you're typically in a process where they're going to bring the final three companies in, and they're all going to present, and the winner wins the contract. Yep. So there's a lot of pressure on it. There's people in the room. It's formal. Sometimes they're not as forthright with the information because they're trying to, to kind of keep that sort of buyer seller relationship a little right. formal to try to get everybody to try to create an equal playing field. So. 
it's tough. You've got an hour and a half. You probably need several days to talk about all the things you can do for the for the prospect. But yeah. but you you've got to pick the right message and deliver it well, or you'll lose. Is it is it possible? And by the that, way, there's no second place. Right. If you get you, don't well, get you the can come knives? in second place, but you don't get anything. It's you don't like get the steak it's knife. like the Bachelorette. You know, you leave yeah. the Bachelor. Yeah. If you don't make it, you're done. That's yeah. it. You're in a limo and you're crying. Right. Second is just the first loser. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got you. Right. So when 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 you're in that setting and it's so formal and maybe feels you know um, a little unfair, is that because they assume you've had a chance to get all the information prior to that, or are they they really trying to make it difficult? What what are your thoughts on that? You know, I think it, it probably comes from a, a, a desire, a, a positive desire to to really create a lot of times to create an equal playing so field. So it's in, yeah. Okay. You know, I think it's and, and they want you to figure things out and tell them what you can do for them without them leading the witness, if you will. Like, yep. look, this is who we are. You tell us what we should do or you tell us what you think. And so they're like they don't want to go, Hey, we need this and then you're gonna say, Well, we do that. Of course we do that. Yeah. Right. And so they wanna see your ability to uh, you know, communicate your your solution effectively, okay. and and then if they tell one firm one thing, then they got to tell another firm. So there's that. Then sometimes the opposite's true. They're already they already favor a company, and they're just getting other people to come in and, and communicate a price, yep. just to confirm the decision. So they don't reveal information because they've already favored somebody. Um, either way, you've got an hour and a half, maybe two hours max. Yep, and it all comes down to how what you choose to present and how you present it. So that, I would imagine, means preparation mm-hmm. beforehand is absolutely paramount, right? I think so, that may be the number one mistake people make. They don't, they're prepping on the plane or yeah. they're prepping in the car. I spend a minimum of eight hours for a, for a presentation. Minimum. Eight hours for a two-hour presentation. Minimum. Minimum. It all comes down. Now, our business may be different than, than some of the listeners' business, but, you know, we, we may be presenting – Eight to ten times a year. Okay, they're large contracts, yeah. and it's it's it. I mean, it's 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 it, you win or lose. You do. It do could not be, want to It could miss. be a million dollars, or it could be zero. Yep. Okay. So it, it and I do think it's required if you want to win. You really need to put the effort into how you're going to communicate your solution uniquely for every person in the room, and to that con- that that customer, yeah. that specific client. So there's a lot of prep. So let's unpack. Let's unpack what prep <laughs> might look okay. like, um, because I know there's a lot to it. And you know, you just sort of mentioned it. I mean, tailoring it for the different, knowing you know, knowing who's in the room, tailoring it for those people. So let's let's take it step by step. So. Okay. What goes if if I'm preparing for eight hours? Yeah. What am I working on? What are the things I'm considering? So there's three elements to to how I think about delivering, not only a slide, a solution, or even a point. Yeah. There's three things I I always focus on when I'm going to unpack something and communicate to my audience. The first thing is their point of view. So if I'm going to come to a slide or talk about a solution, the first thing I'm going to talk about is their perspective, yeah. their problem. What do they think? And every time I show somebody a picture of themselves, yeah. they're going to look at it. So if I'm talking about them and I'm showing them a picture of themselves, hey, in your organization, this is what's happening, right? So I'm always going to start with them. They always get their interest. And then I want to communicate something disruptive, a disruptive truth, the principles, some research, something that they're not aware of related to their problem. And then I'm going to communicate what I do that's unique to me. So when you think about doing that for every slide, for the entire presentation, and for every point that you really that are really important for you to make, yeah. that's going to take time to figure that out. And the the 
the proprietary pace is super important too because you only have a limited amount of time to communicate your solution. So right. if you start talking about things that everybody does, you're not going to win. You right. have to you have to pick the problem that they have, the disruptive truth that you want to share, and then what you offer this proprietary. And if you can stay in that you can stay in that sweet spot, then you're going to win. But but that's not easy. You have to really prep. Again, I'm talking about every point. Like if I look at a PowerPoint, there's three things I want to say about that. On all three of those things, I want to go through that process. Now, I don't have to do that every single time, yeah. but that's what I'm working on. So there's a lot of research. Mm-hmm. It's not this isn't just practicing my slides. No. This is this is the research, the answers to those questions as as I look around the room and try to make it relevant for for everyone there. Well, okay. and that, I think that's a really good point you're yeah. making, Scott. It's there's two things. There's the knowing what to say, but then there's being so comfortable with the message that I want to deliver. Mhm that I don't have to read it. That's right. Right. So if I'm starting to read it, I'm going to lose interest. Because, again, people don't win or lose based on information. They win or lose based on how you make them feel. Yeah. Do they listen to you? Do they feel like you can solve their problem? Do they feel like you understand them? Did you? If they start zoning out and thinking about something else, they're not listening to what you're saying. So there's what you say, and you have to get so comfortable. I want to get so comfortable when I'm standing in front of an audience that I'm not looking at anything. I'm just talking to them. I'm eyeball to eyeball, and I'm talking to every single person in the room. And I want to blow them away. Mm-hmm. I want them to go, wow. Yep. And, this guy and that's, his that's one of the reasons us. that, yeah, my, I've been very, it's been very fortunate that it, because I've followed this process, it's worked. Okay. Okay. So are any other things relative to, you know, that framework that you mm-hmm. kind of lay out in terms of the preparation um, that, that the audience should be aware of? Anything else that we that we're missing there? Well, as far as... Just well, the prep time. I mean, I know where there's there's the Google engine. You can find some things out that way. You can find some things out by the interviews that you've done inside the company. Um, but in you know, in terms of the actual preparation of the slide and the in the the day before, the week before that presentation. Yeah. What else am I doing besides so besides the content? Exactly. And, yeah. One of the things. Getting your game that face I, on. Yeah. So. I think a mistake that a lot of reps make is because they're so happy to be involved and yeah. they move the opportunity down to the final three yep. that, that they're based, they're, they're kind of afraid to drive the process. Yeah. So one of the things I think is really important is to set the parameters okay. of the presentation. So if you don't have what I like to think of it this way, because I heard somebody say this years ago, if you don't have a three to one advantage, you need to change. You need to change the, the stage. You need to, you need to be able to be very demonstrative in what you're requiring for I the presentation. Because if you don't have this advantage, then you're going to lose. So you need to make sure that you set a stage for you to win. So, um, I mean, the, this situation that occurred a couple of years ago when we were being pitched by three different marketing firms. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the marketing firms that wanted Aslan's business had already talked to the head of marketing multiple times. We'd been to their website. We'd, we'd read some of their blogs. We'd seen their stuff. Well, two other marketing firms were presenting as well. We gave them 30 minutes for a phone presentation to five people. The other two people were never going to win. Not because their marketing firm wasn't better, because yeah. they just didn't they didn't have the opportunity in 30 minutes and never meeting us and knowing nothing about us to win. So they said yes, and they should have said no. 
They should have said, look, if you are serious about determining a marketing, yeah. I cannot communicate what we can do in 30 minutes. I said, this is how we work. We need to understand what you're doing. We need to look at your analytics or whatever we're going to look at, your campaigns, what you're trying to do, your website. We're going to do all that assessment. Yeah. And then we're going to spend time with the people and we're going to interview them and figure out who's involved and what you want to accomplish. And then we need an hour and a half in your office and we want to show you what we can do for you. Because if they don't do that, they were going to lose. Yeah. And they did. And you're wasting your time. And, and you're wasting your time. So you need to set the stage. You need to say, these are the things. This is the information I need. Yeah. Right? This is the information I need. I need to know who I'm talking to, who's going to be in the room, what do they care about, what is their relationship with competitors. You may not always get that information. but And, and I need to say, okay, well, what what time do I need to present? Mm-hmm. Um so all those things are important, and if they don't agree uh, with you, then you need to be comfortable to say, no, I've said no multiple times to companies. This goes, I mean, we've talked about this on previous yeah. episodes where, you know, us choosing who we want to serve or who we are most capable of serving is as right. important as as just saying yes, right? I mean, you, you know, we, we, we all have a number that we have to hit, right. and, and so we, we are probably prone to chasing every viable opportunity but i think what you're saying here is if they're not giving you a fair shot and you're sensing that your 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 gut's probably right you're wine well, you're and it's not so much that they're bad people or no. they're trying to manipulate you they don't know how to buy your services mm-hmm. right i don't know how to ask the right questions to try to figure out if i'm you know like right now i'm trying to get mold removal from my basement Right. Right. And I've got to figure out something to do with insulation and humidify. I don't know any of this stuff. So if I say, come in and do this and they say, yes, they're probably fools. Yeah. What they need to say is that's not how you do this. Yeah. If you want to determine if you've got a problem, these are the things that you need to do. There's four things that drive this, you know, you're, that's going to drive whether you have mole or not and how to remediate it, you know, and they need to drive all that. And then I would say yes. And in what I've seen in the times that I've been willing to do that 100% of the time, when I've said no, they changed. One hundred percent of the time, I've been doing this a long time, twenty-four years. Yeah. When I say no, they yeah. <laughs> recent situation, not recent. Actually, it wasn't a recent situation. It's like ten years ago. Uh, GMAC had brought us in. Okay. And they, were, they brought ten firms in, and this is legit. The ten firms, hey, ten firms come in. You got thirty minutes. Tell us who you are, and from that, we're going to pick. You know two firms or three firms to then go to the next stage. That makes sense. I'm up for that. And everybody had it. Well, it turns out they had a relationship with somebody else, our competitor. And so they just decided all of a sudden, well, um, you know, we've got it down to the two firms, but we're picking the other one. But the, but the, 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 the executives, this was learning organization was bringing us in. The executives want to see the final two firms. So we want you to present one more time. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to come in, present for an hour, and then leave. Yep. Can I have any other information? Nope. I said, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I said, I'm not, I'm not presenting. Yeah. I said, in order for us to really tell you what we can do, I need to talk to the people, figure out what's going on, come on site, meet with some people. Both. And so I said no, and they finally said yes. And so we ended up winning that account because we learned what the decision makers really cared about. We learned about what their problem was and I was able to make a relevant presentation. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I love this because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, even in the past, you talk about past relationships. Yeah. Unless you, we always say around here that you, you don't assume when you can know. 
unless you're asking questions about not only, you know, relationships with other, you know, vendors of yours or right. I should say competitors of yours. But what is there? Do they have any relationship or knowledge of your company from a past? If you're not asking that or haven't researched that, haven't prepared for that, you could walk into quite a buzzsaw. You could walk. Well, and I've, I've made that mistake before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think what's easy to do is to lull yourself to a level of comfort because you're talking to one person. Yeah, exactly. And they they may really like you, and you've done a good job of winning them over and creating an advocate. And then thinking, well, I'm going to show up, and everybody's going to everybody's going to be all warm and fuzzy, and give me a fair shot. And all the information that was given to me by my coach or evaluator right. or whatever you want is all accurate. And I've walked into situations where I've made mistakes before, where I walked in and that was not accurate. Yeah. And the, the the person I was talking to, this is how they saw the world, and this is what they thought was important. But in reality, when I walked in and there was five other people in the room, they saw the world completely different. And that's too late to yeah. figure that out. So you've got to talk to the other people before you present. And what, you know, I was I was just thinking about this because what happens when you see the roster of the people that are going to be in the room right. and you think you know everybody. And then either there's a brand new person in the room that you had no idea was going to be there or the converse the decision maker in your mind, the person you think who's the head honcho, right. doesn't show up. Right. Does that change the way I act in that room at that point? Is that? Well, you have to be. <clears throat> you, you know, you have to be. This is the difficult part. This yeah. is the part of the presentation that can be very difficult. You've got to decide on the fly while people are staring at you. Do you want to change tactics? Ta- or, yeah, yeah. What you're what you're going to talk about or how you're going to flex? Right. And if you're you're also nervous, if I open this up. If I open this up, yeah, right, then I, then by asking questions, I, I might, they may lead me to a completely different. And I'm going, well, I'm not ready to, I'm not prepared. Here's the way that I, I approach that. I've got to figure out who's the most powerful person in the room. Yep. It's not by based on title. Yep. And the way that I figure out who's the most powerful person in the room is I watch what happens when people talk. And so you'll see the room move and listen to. To, to some certain per- people, certain people. Yeah. and other people, you could tell, don't seem they're like trying to talk or say something that's important, and you could tell they're almost trying to say. They get the hand or something. Yeah, they just you just <laughs> yeah. feel like they don't have. And then there's other people that talk, and everybody turns and looks, yeah. or we even write things down, or you can just tell by their body language. Yeah. So there's times where I will completely. I, I was in a meeting in, in um, Barcelona not too long ago where. The, the the decision drivers that we were told and the needs and the objectives of the project completely shifted. So I spent all this time putting together, I don't know how many, 20 slides and yeah. had a whole, and everything was laid out based on our understanding. Uh, and we met with certain people and we, we had the information, but it all changed based on what one person said in the room who was the decision maker. Mm-hmm. So we flexed. Mm-hmm. We closed the PowerPoint and we said, let's talk about this. Yep. And that worked. Yeah, I would imagine if you try to stick to your own agenda and stick to the deck of slides that you've spent 8, 10, 20 hours preparing, mm-hmm. um, y- you are not you are not showing them the other-centered approach that we talk about right. every week on the show, right? Um, and so you being flexible probably gained you a lot of points. It does, the, uh, listening to them. And I, I want to be clear. I mean, m- that's very rare that you're going to completely yeah. move away from your 
Right. You, sometimes it's just more about making it relevant. But sometimes that does happen. But yeah. exactly, it's listening to them and being able to. But I think it's okay, you know, what I try to tell myself is I'm just here to serve these people. That's right. I'm here to serve them. And so if I pause and go, and I'm trying to figure out how to articulate what we can do in light of the information that I've just learned. Yeah. And I'm not just talking yeah. to talk. And You're not to on a script. I'm not on a script. I'm like going, okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. What, what, I don't, you know, let me think about that because I wasn't prepared for that. But now that you say that, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And so if that's the case, just focus on the truth. Exactly. And I will say part of my prep, and I think this is important too, which is related to this point is I, I remind myself and I also say this a lot of times when I start a presentation, that my role here is to share what I've learned in doing this for 20 plus years. These are the best practices of people that have gone before you and people that we've helped, and this is how they've solved this problem that you want to solve. That's right. Whether you choose me, whether you don't choose me. Yeah. This, in order for you to get to bridge this gap, you have a destination. Your current state is this. You have a destination. Therefore, you know you have to build this bridge. People that have built this bridge, these are the five or six things that they do. And whether we can help you do this or somebody else, but this has to happen. So it's almost like I, rem- I, I act as a consultant, yep, not somebody who's selling a solution. And so when I maintain that mindset, they're more comfortable, I'm more comfortable, and they seem to... Well, it takes the pressure off both sides. Right. Right? It takes yeah. pressure off you because you're not selling and you're, you're, you're not, you don't have commission breath all over you because you're right. not thinking that way. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about their business. And, you're th- right. and it takes pressure off them because they're like... Well, it's not just a canned presentation. He's actually flexible. He's learned yeah. something about my business, and clearly he's able to flex with the change that might have happened, whether it was a different person or a, or a topic shifts. Right. Well, this is this is awesome. Now, I, there is one last step that I would imagine you think about when you're in preparation mode for a big presentation is, what is my next step? What what do I want this to lead to? And so, have you given some thought to like you know how of you course, yeah. you know how you direct the customer sort of in a way to a logical next step, not your agenda but their agenda? How do you how do you make yeah. that transition? I'm I'm glad you asked that question. I think this is a really important topic because I think a lot of people blow it hmm. because they're we've all been taught we should move things forward. Yeah, you got Close you got to close them. Yeah. You got to move things forward. What's your next step? The and, coffee's yeah, the closers. This, yeah, the co- right. But here's the reality in a formal presentation. They can't commit to something that they haven't talked about without you in the room. Right. Right. So yep. they're, they need to meet later. That's right. You know that. Yeah, they need to meet later. Yeah. And say, what did you guys think about XYZ Company? What did you think about the solution? What you, so my approach is not to try to nail down I mean, candidly, I don't think I've ever left a presentation where I nailed down a next you didn't, step. You, the hard closed. Yeah. You didn't say, "What's it gonna take to pull you in this car today?" You didn't yeah, say that. I, what, what do you What do you want to do You're here? You're not gonna you wanna, do that. You wanna, yeah, I, I mean, and, and my close rate is is, is is really high. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? What I do is I I, I advise them. If you want to move forward, here's what I would here's what I would recommend. Okay. So the best, because again, if I've done this, mm-hmm. and I, here's the, the mentality I want to share with them is I've done this hundreds of times. Yeah. You've done this once yes. or twice or never. Right. So I'm always taking the position of, look, when you do something like this and you evaluate this kind of solution, uh, something I've been doing for years and hundreds of times, this is what I, I see are the next best steps that will help you determine what's right for you. That's right. 
So here's what I would do. You, you know, you've had four companies today present you this. In an hour and a half, you don't know really how to make those decisions. You're going to feel better about some and better about others. But here's what I would do if I were you. Now, obviously, the next best step is best for them and it's best for me. Yeah. You know, because if it's like if I like, for example, what we sell is content, mm-hmm. right? We sell training. We sell leadership development, rep development when we've got tool. So I'm going to tell them I'm real confident that what we our solution is best. If I pick them, I think I'm going to serve them better. Yeah. So I recommend them to dive deeper into what we offer and take that step. Sometimes I'll even offer free pilots. Yeah. So depending on the situation and the client, I'm going to tell them to consider these things as you, when you meet and I'm going to make that super other center. Yep. So that, that's what I, but not leave with a commitment. Yeah. And it's okay to ask them what yeah. they think they're going to do and what's the, what's, what's the future look like and how are they going to make a decision? Sure. But well, and I think making sure that, you know, you have some thought, you've given some thought mm. to what's in their best interest and maybe right. what, what back to your proprietary part, what's unique about your solution that might leave that that sort of thought in their mind right. as they go into the evaluation process or exactly or the you know the, the, the And you can still get an agreement to follow up and say, sure. So this is what I would this is what I would recommend that you consider these next steps and you yep. need to nail down those next steps before the meeting and how you want to position that. And it's okay to say, you know, and Susan, why don't I follow up with you and we can talk next Tuesday about that. And that's fine. Well, this has been super awesome. Uh, I, I love the, I love the, uh, love the, uh, the content and the topic uh, because we all go through these, these processes. If it's once a year, if it's eight times a year, if it's mm-hmm. every week, um, you can learn something about how to uh, really put in the appropriate amount of time. To, to really prepare, to know every role that's in the room and really know what's important, know about those past relationships. Make sure you set the stage, especially if you're not the Microsoft in the room, like where you're, you, you've got to earn your stripes. Uh, you've got to build your own reputation. So that's all great, great uh, information. Thanks again, Tom, for joining us. And um, always, as always, please uh, give us content ideas. This came from, uh, from someone in the audience that was interested in knowing more about presentations. We really encourage you to, uh, to uh, feedback to us what you'd like to hear. And uh, we'll see you next week on another episode of Ales with Aslan. Enjoy the beer.